Hey everyone, welcome to episode 65 of the Switch Focus podcast. I'm your host, Andy Corrigan, uh, and with me this week is Andrew Brown again. Hello. Uh, no Ginny, uh, she's got some personal things to deal with, hopefully she'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we have probably a short episode, uh, depends how long Andrew can talk about the two things he's played, because I've got no real updates for you this week. Uh, certainly nothing to report in the wake of last week. I, I still haven't finished Tales of Vesperia. I'm up to the 41 hour mark now. Uh, and just battling through where it's it's taken away my main healer, which is really annoying. So yeah, let's just jump into the little bit of Switch news we have. <laughs> Okay, Wargroove's balance update went live last week. Uh, I downloaded it. I've just been playing it for the last hour. Uh, so the the difficulty slider thing, all that does is sort of translate the uh, other sliders into categories. So I've, I've switched it down to medium. I'm partway through one of the missions and I'm finding it quite a bit easier than I did before, which is nice. But I, can't, I can't really tell from this what other balance stuff is happening under the hood but as far as I can tell it just sets those sliders for you have you gone back since you've beat it or are you just not bothering I'm taking a break and you know I hope I go back someday because I really liked it but I'm still exhausted from that campaign yeah I get it I'm I'm looking forward to trying this arcade mode because I feel like that is a better representation of what the game is uh, the campaign is tiring and I think part of the reason I dropped it was I was struggling on one of the side missions and mm. it was just tiring to get to the point of losing where it's just like I don't really want to go through it again <laughs> so that's the one I'm retrying on medium I'll see how I go with that one it's that one with the the dog and you've got to protect the the castle from like waves and waves of enemies oh and uh okay <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know why they just keep wearing me down but uh i i'm part way through it with the with the update and set to median and i'm I'm doing a lot better so we'll see how i go with that i i think i was just sort of putting my money into the wrong kinds of troops for for what the mission was but i mostly used indirect units on that map since i wasn't moving anywhere so if it's just enemies moving towards where I'm at, then I can use lots of indirect units there. Yeah, I can get like one one or two of the entrances like nailed down, but then they always seem to wear me down on yeah. the other one. I had to shift things around a lot. Yeah, uh, and it, you can't quite uh, get enough money together to keep producing like the the big damage dealers, like the uh, trebuchet and and that. Um, well, your little damage yeah. dealers are almost always more useful because you can build yeah. more of them and be in more places at once which is usually more important yeah that's very true and the um the mage class i forget what they're they're called it might even be mages they uh they're, they're really overpowered but weak yeah they're either your best unit or they're just kind of meh it depends <laughs> upon the situation <laughs> Cool. Uh, I'll keep you updated on that. See how how I go. Uh, no qualms about switching it down to medium. Although although I was getting through before, it's just I don't want to be stuck on this game for long periods because the matches are so draining as they are anyway. Oh, one bit of news I nearly did forget uh, is that they've announced a new Labo set 
Uh, this time it's Labo VR, so you actually get to uh, hold that Switch screen up to your face and, and play some mini games on it, I guess. I haven't looked too deeply into what you get with the package. It looks like it has um, an actual like VR lenses that are part of the Labo set. Yeah. Yeah. So Pretty similar to like the Google Cardboard, how that works. Yeah, so it's not just you know putting your screen an inch from your face it's it's putting your screen an inch from your face with the lens between them which is completely different yeah very true yeah um i'm i was prepared to leave labo behind i built the piano <laughs> i got that out of my system i haven't built anything else uh but i think i might be tempted to get this just because nintendo stuff in vr could be pretty cool um it's obviously not going to have the same production values or depth as something like playstation vr has uh, and i do only get like part of the effects because of my broken right eye mm. um but it's it's still something i'm interested in i like the immersion of vr yeah I, i'd be interested to see how that goes because i feel i feel like because like i've already moved on from the idea of labo i think everyone else has as well i can't speak for the the youth i'm not down with the kids yeah i don't know if they're still doing it I don't know if people are still using the Labo uh, garage to create their own things. Who knows? All the kids are playing tablet games. They're just, they're completely lost. They're on Fortnite and parents are losing their minds. That's what—that's where they are. Uh, yeah, and that sums it up for news. Uh, so let's just jump into what we've played this week, uh, which again will be pretty short. Okay, Andrew, the first of the two games you've been playing this last week is uh beat cop and i saw that you have completed it so you did beat 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 cop as i beat beat cop <laughs> uh so i haven't kept track of this one at all uh tell me what it's about uh, in beat cop you play as detective jack kelly who responds to a crime in progress at a senator's house and ends up shooting a robber and some stuff goes missing from the senator's safe and the senator is very concerned about this and kelly is suspected of being the thief even though he's innocent and he gets demoted down to beat cop while the investigation is going on and the basic conceit of the game is you have to play as this wrongly accused detective and you've got to keep up with his job of being a beat cop in addition to investigating this broader mystery. So it is a narrative adventure game, and it gives you a lot to do over the course of this 21-day period where you play as him. So there's 21 different levels. And it puts you out onto this street in 1980s New York City, and you have to meet your ticket quota that you're given every day. So you have to go up and down the street finding cars that are incorrectly parked and giving them tickets and if you can keep up with that you'll stay in the good graces of your police sergeant and he'll keep letting you go out on the street because while you're also out on the street you also have to deal with the italian mafia and also with this gang that hangs out on the street that his beat is on and these two forces kind of work against each other and really dig into that further mystery of what is going on with this senator and what was stolen out of his safe. And it's a really dense game. There are so many systems to keep track of because in addition to 
meeting your ticket quota every day. You also have to respond to just regular old crimes that happen on the street every day. And there's all these reputation meters to keep track of between the two crime factions. And then you also have to be investigating this mystery with the senator. All these things you have to keep track of all through the whole game. And any one of them can blow up in your face at any time if you're not keeping track of it. But you do have to make decisions on what you do keep track of because there is not enough time in the day to do everything. You're going to make somebody mad at some point. It's just part of the game. Uh, it's a really ambitious game, especially for what I first regarded it as, but it's also based on 80s crime shows, which is a problem. It gives it a lot of baggage, and it has a lot of racist stereotypes in it that it just plays completely straight. There's not even a hint that they are playing it ironically or as a joke. These, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not great. I posted a picture on Twitter yesterday of one thing I noticed in the background. It's just a black kid eating a watermelon. It's like, why? Why is this here? Yeah, it, it's... Uh, this could have been such a great game, but I just I could not get past that stuff. Uh, it's a great idea. It's really dense and compact. There's so much going on here, and it's a great idea. But they even wrote this big long thing before the game starts in this big title card talking about how much they love these things from 1980s TV. And uh, <laughs> 1980s was fun to be nostalgic about but a lot of the things that was going on in culture at the time were not great and they are reverberating over time and we are still feeling them today and this just kind of plays like a bunch of guys who got together and just made something out of something that they have little interest in engaging with critically so uh i want to give this my approval but I can't. <laughs> uh, this 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 game was kind of vile. <laughs> yeah. Does does the mystery at least like wrap up in a compelling way, or is the story worth following through? If you're into crime dramas, you know it, it might keep you entertained. But there are four different endings that you can get. But you get to these four different endings in the same way. And the only thing that's different is there's this final crucial piece of evidence that you have at the end of the game. The ending you get is determined by which person you take it to at the end of the game. Uh, and that's really the only difference. So the story is basically the same every time you play through it. You just get a, a very slightly altered ending. And uh, I got one ending and I was like, yeah, that's enough. I, I don't want, <laughs> I don't care to see what the other endings are. Uh, and yeah. it, it kind of gets caught up in itself when its own sense of humor too. And there was one mission in the penultimate day where I just kept failing it repeatedly and it kept giving me a game over and I didn't know why because in the past even if I had failed a mission it would just fail me and it would dock me some of my character's pay and you you do have to meet an alimony payment a couple times in the, in the over the course of the game so actually making enough money to get by is a big part of the gameplay uh, but this 
mission instead of you know just docking me pay and penalizing me in that way even though this just seemed like a, a comedy mission basically every time i failed on it for really finicky arbitrary reasons with the scripting it would give me straight to a game over and it was really frustrating <laughs> but you know that was the only part of the game where you know like mechanically i was losing it but just the way the game is written and if you even just it's just the, the way the game is written and the themes that it deliberately builds itself off of and just references that are thrown in there that are not dealt with in a critical manner it kind of repelled me over the course of playing it yeah it sounds like a great premise like i it sounds like something i would be interested in um but yeah it's it's that thing where like i don't mind developers covering things like racism and topics like that in games but at least say something with it yeah this wasn't you know? like commentary on racism this was just racism <laughs> mm. it, it was it was pretty pretty lamentable but like if if this had been like like an adaptation of the wire or had been inspired by the wire i would probably be over the moon about this game but instead it's based on uh tj hooker yeah, th th those kind of shows. Well, uh, not a recommend for that one, then. Um, <laughs> Ambitious, but problematic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the the other one you've been playing is Assault Android Cactus Plus. This is a game that was free on Games With Gold not too long ago, and people got upset because it wasn't a AAA game, and it was like the premiere one of that month. Oh, People are awful. Uh, Suck less, people. Yeah. <laughs> It's finally come to the Switch. Uh, it's a twin stick shooter. That's all I know about it, really. <laughs> yeah. I know you've beaten it. I was briefly, very briefly, for one very small window in time, I was the number one Assault Android Cactus Plus player in the world. I have the screenshots to prove it. <laughs> I was the only person in the world who had beaten the game at the time, but I got a review code for this. The day it was announced, because uh, I had a I had a connection I could reach out to to do that, so I was able to play this game like as soon as the review period opened up, and this, I really really enjoyed this game. I, I I love twin stick shooters, but they are not often built in a way that they have a great deal of replay value for me because I'm not a score chaser and I'm not a person who just plays a game and then just replays it just just for fun uh, air quotes fun uh, I, i'm always looking for something new so i like to see a new twin stick shooter and especially a good one like last year a really great game that i played was uh tesla versus lovecraft which was a great twin stick shooter and uh i think this game is going to be a uh, very similar feeling towards it but this one has much higher production values than tesla versus lovecraft did you play as an assault android uh, her name is cactus and she crash lands on this ship that's been taken over by this evil ai core that's corrupted all of the other like master robots that control the different parts of the ship so you've got to go through these different waves of enemies using cactus's assault rifle which she can just go full bore full time on it which is a lot of fun but she can also switch to her secondary weapon which is a flamethrower which she can only use for a very brief amount of time but she it deals a lot more damage and it's great for just burning down bosses and the really 
interesting thing that Assault Android Cactus does. It's the twist it brings to the twin stick shooter idea is uh, instead of having like a life meter or a life that you lose when you die, you actually have a battery meter that just drains slowly over the course of the level. And you have to keep killing enemies and picking up the batteries that they drop to keep that battery meter filled up. And if you run out of hit points, then you just have to stay on the ground for a few seconds and button mash to get yourself back up. That's the only real penalty towards, you know, dying. And I really enjoyed that because it encouraged me to be a lot more aggressive in my playstyle, whereas in other twin stick shooters, since you usually only have one life or a limited number of lives to work with, and you're going against a huge pack of enemies and your character is usually pretty fragile it encourages conservative play not so in this game and the campaign is pretty short it only takes about two hours to get through but there's a really aggressive scoring system that can keep you challenged and engaged for a long time and you also unlock new characters uh you unlock actually four characters right at the start of the game with just this ragtag bunch of misfits that cactus runs into when the game starts but when you finish each section of the game you actually unlock an additional character so there's like nine total there's eight or nine total so there's quite a bit of reason to just go back and play through the game again because you get new characters who have new weapons with new mechanics and there's also additional modes that you can play there's an endless mode which i had a lot of fun with and you just see how long you can last and you rank on a daily leaderboard in that and there's also the new campaign plus mode which is why this is assault android cactus plus this is building off of the game that was out on xbox one and it's just remixed versions of the old campaign levels it's the same campaign played through but it's much more challenging uh this is one of the best twin stick shooters i've played in a long time but it is just a twin stick shooter. There's really, it doesn't really offer anything past being that. But if if you like twin stick shooters, you will definitely like this game. Neat. That sounds good. I actually like the sound of that. I'm not huge on twin stick shooters. I do enjoy them. I still fire up my uh, 360 in my office from time to time and and uh, play some Geometry Wars. <laughs> so I, I do have time in my life for that. Uh, yeah. So one one avoid, one recommend. Okay, Andrew, what are you going to be playing this week? Uh, well, I played a crime game last week that, uh, you know, kind of disgusted me, and I should have expected it to. Uh, so I'm not going to learn my lesson, and there's a, another crime game coming out this week called Rico, which is supposed to be a kind of a, a buddy cop shooter that uh, procedurally generates its campaign every time you play it. So, you know, that could be cool. Uh, hopefully it's uh, just more of a, a fun buddy cop thing and not a, a racist 80s cop thing, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, myself, I'm going to be boring and continue with Vesperia. Uh, t- probably 19 hours left to go in that based on what we talked about last week. Uh, I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I'm still not certain I'm going to get the... The answer to the question that it asks, I don't feel it's going to go as far as to, to nail its colors to the post. Well, don't spoil it. We should wait till Gina gets back so we can all talk about it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
yeah it's it asks should you do one thing or should you do this thing and it's just like both why not <laughs> sure uh so I, I am still hopeful of some sort of some sort of resolution like please say something uh but i did like the game enough to pick up uh tales of uh Bazaria and tales of zestria on ps4 uh, so I, I I liked it enough that I do want to explore this series some more. So and I'm interested to see how much the combat has evolved in that time. Uh, now it's something on Tales of Symphonia. I believe they had uh, multiplayer, so you could get a friend into combat with you. Oh yeah, it says right here on the back, two to four players simultaneously. I never knew that. <laughs> and that just works in combat, apparently. And for some reason, Vesperia seemed to skip it, but then they brought it back in the, the PS4 new one. So I'm interested in, in seeing how that works. I might rope my wife in for a match and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I can't imagine that would be a very fun game multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> eh, you never know. Um, And uh, yeah, I'll be probably trying to plug away at Wargroove in between I'm just worried that I've left it too long and that I'm done with it yeah that's a problem I, I have I just, yeah if I walk a game away from a game for too long even a game I like I just I'm kind of just done and I just move on <laughs> yeah I feel like I've missed my window and I had the same thing with Monster Hunter as well so yep mm-hmm. um but I, I am still slowly chipping away at uh, New Super Mario Brothers as well I'm just doing like a a couple of levels at a time uh, and I'm I'm desperate to get Vesperia finished so I can get onto Diablo three finally because I I'm I'm still on my I want to do a bunch of RPGs and get them out of the way for the new RPGs. Yeah, I'm in the same place. I'm actually playing Xenoblade Chronicles two again, but I'm gonna drop that again when Final Fantasy seven comes out. Okay, thanks for listening to this uh, shorter episode of the Switch Focus podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast services. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively community. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and at switchfocuspodcast.com for updates, news, and other content. All the links are in our show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can buy us a coffee. Details are on our website. Thanks in advance. Uh, and if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at Flame Roast Toast, Andrew is at Play Critically, and Ginny, who's absent, is at Ginny Woes.
Yeah, and that, that's absolutely a recommended decision. Because I liked Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but Final Fantasy 7 if you hands down. If you don't like Final Fantasy 7, you're just dead inside. There's no hope for you. Yep. Exactly. If you don't like Final Fantasy 7, you do not like JRPGs. It's as simple as that. I, that's that's a, a hot take, but I'm here for it. <laughs> you don't like good JRPGs. There you go. Not this nonsense they've been making for the past 10 years. <laughs> Send me cool. your emails. I do not fear you. 